You're listening to Marriage Takeover with Eric and Tamika Thompson, helping to enrich your marriage. I'm your boy E-Rock, Nim. We've been married for 22 years. Deuce, deuce. And we keep it raw. We keep it real. And we keep it uncut. We keep that joke raw. This is Marriage Takeover. All day. Kitchen Conversation. Kitchen Conversation. Thursday Night Live. Thursday Night Live, Shorty. <laughs> we are having today on the menu are uh, some chicken wings. We're baking some chicken wings with some pasta and some vegetables. Yeah, we're keeping it light and fluffy. <laughs> Keeping it light, keeping it light. How has everybody been doing? We missed you guys last week. We were not on last week, so we missed you guys last week. We missed, we miss, we miss you. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about toxic relationships as we are um, cooking and preparing dinner on this evening. Yes. So come on in, join the room, join the conversation, kitchen conversations. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I have no makeup on. Hey, Tasha Boo. I have no makeup on. I have, I, have no I have no makeup on either. Rare form, no wig, just all me, ponytail and all. Ooh, don't don't so, flat too much. That's, that's me. All me. I got um, scruffles. It's um, been a long day. It's been a tired But week. we wanted to make sure that we stayed in here, that we were with you guys, and we did the kitchen conversations. Kitchen conversations. We're going to be talking about toxic relationships. We're going to be talking about toxic relationships. Yes, we are going to be talking about over the dinner table. So please... Have your questions ready. Hallelujah. Have your questions ready. And let's see. We're going to go ahead and um, we may even bring our oldest in for this part of the conversation. Only because I think Only that because. That's it. Only because. I think that it's important for us to understand even as adults when we get into relationships, we also have to think about our children. Yeah, what as we they're pass on. And they're getting into relationships. Right. Yes, we got to think so, about our children. Yes. And it's my birthday month. I'm really excited about it. So y'all know she's going to be celebrating. Hey, Rick. Can you bring me my cell phone, please? I'm sorry. I was so, supposed to have it. It's in the office. Come on. We are going to be talking about toxic relationships. So what is a toxic relationship? When you think of a toxic relationship... Like what do you consider? What do you what consider do you think is toxic? A toxic relationship. Is it abuse, verbal, physical? Yes. Is it unforgiveness because of whatever happened in your past? Yes. If it makes it toxic, yeah. But what do you mean? What do you mean by toxic? Meaning it bubbles, it stinks, it pops, it oozes. <laughs> it oozes. So I had an article, I had a couple of articles that I wanted to uh, reference that, again, it's just making sure that we bring some context to it. So, mm -hmm. five signs to know that you are in a toxic relationship. Five signs. So Number this is one. coming from Psychology Today. So if you want to reference Psychology Today, what I'll do is let me copy this link. And I will also put it inside of the chat so everybody has this link. And if you listen to it on to, and if you listen to it on podcast, we will have it in the show notes. We will have it in the show notes if you listen to us on pod on the podcast. So the five signs, five signs to know that you are in a toxic relationship. So it's subtle character assassination. Subtle. What is subtle character assassination? What is that? So it's when you're assassinating somebody's character. 
and it isn't always obvious. So you can do this without bad intentions, and sometimes you can do this with bad intentions. So this means that you can um, say, you know, you're an idiot, you're a loser, you're a wuss, whatever the case is, and sometimes you may not think that it's a big deal. So what happens is, of course, you're kind of saying it, you could be saying it in a joking conversation, you could be saying it in um, a way where you don't think that it's a big deal, but you say it in passing, but the person that you're saying it to, they're struggling with something, and then you call them that, that's assassinating their character. Right. So say somebody has an eating disorder, and based off of that eating disorder, you call them a pig because they're always eating. Or are you, are you calling them a pig? Or every time you turn around, they're eating. You, you are, you're still hungry? Like that's being the assassination of the character. But mm, go ahead. No, and and it's not just you know sometimes, and even with even with that, even on the even on the how you say it, on the uh, on the flip side of it, because you're hurting now. I'm gonna say now I'm gonna say something back to you that's hurtful as well. Right. So it's like at what point is there peace? You know what I'm saying? So go ahead. What's number two? Right. So at what point is there peace? So number two, these again are the five things that you know that you are in a toxic relationship. Control without knowing it. Oh my Lord. So this means that you're checking up on somebody or accusing them of talking to somebody that they shouldn't be talking to. Last, last what was it? Two weeks ago. Oh, we talked, wow. We had a really good conversation just about... Um, we're talking with young adults. No, 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 no. This Which was one? our conversation when we were talking about basically you friending somebody that you don't work with. Oh, or you friending somebody of the opposite the sex. Cheat, the cheating thing yeah, so from last week. What do you consider cheating? That was two weeks ago. So this is again, this is controlling control without knowing it. Is you're checking in on somebody, or you're accusing them of talking to somebody that they shouldn't be talking to. That's making them uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. typically. And that's that kind of where it's like where you're hoppering on them a whole lot. It's like, yo, why are you talking to them? Why are you talking to them? Why you got to be talking to them? Why you had to stop by there? Why you had to stop by the store? When you said you were just going to the corner store, you was going to come right back. Why you got to... <laughs> right. Why, why did you stop by the grocery store in addition to the corner store? <laughs> what well, was with extra stops? I got you on the little ways thing, so I see where you're going. I got the tracking device Talk on Talk about the... that. Oh my gosh, I, we were talking to the young adults, y'all, young adults, and I'm about to call ours in here in just a second, in but there's this thing second. with, are they, they're not the millennials, they're, no, no like, they're the millennials. Gen X, no, they're Gen So gen they Z? have this thing where when they're in a relationship, they have the location app that's on the telephone. They send that to their girlfriend or their boyfriend so they always know where they are. That's crazy if what you ask me. That? Listen. If you got to know where I'm at, then honestly, we have other issues that's going on. That Amen. sounds like, to me, a trust issue. Right? Exactly. That sounds like, not only do you not trust me, but that also sounds like controlling. Yeah. Why do you need to know where I am all the time? Right. All the time? All the time? What's that for? Oh. I think you might got the wrong side, but it's okay. Y'all see, she cooking this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired. This time around. I'm, I'm tired. Praise the Lord. We miss Chef Mike, but we cooking. We doing. <laughs> we doing it big. We we doing it big. So what is that about? <laughs> so so EJ. Boy, you knew you was coming on the show. <laughs> so he does not have a haircut, y'all. We are in rare form today. So please 
forgive us. If you are watching us on the or listening to this on the podcast, you can also go and I watch this know. on it's YouTube Live and kind of see the video. Um, but yeah, come on in. We'd like to introduce to the world. This is our son, our oldest one. This is one. our firstborn. My my who phone keeps me with the grade. Calls him Edge. <laughs> So this is our firstborn, EJ. So EJ, we're having a conversation. We just we actually it. got on talking about man. the five toxic, um, five things or five signs to know that you're in a toxic but relationship. But I'm gonna put you on the spot real quick. I want you to tell the people how would you say me and mom's marriage is out of the the 22 we've been together. You've been here for 20. How would you say our 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 and be real. Be real to everybody. Let them know our flaws so they'll know that we're not perfect. I mean, I would say that it's been good. That it's been, uh, they've all, I mean, they've been happy for the most part. I mean, I'm pretty sure they told you guys at the time they almost was on the brink of divorce. But, I mean, you know, I see dad always trying his best to, you know, make mom feel good and stuff and do special things for mom. Uh, not all the time is giving back to dad, but <laughs> praise the Lord. High five, Jesus, thank you. Go ahead. What do you but, mean uh, all the time is giving back? And so, ladies, did. understand you're not by yourself. You're I not by yourself. But um, the yeah, you got to show and prove. <laughs> Go on. It was definitely uh, healthy. Uh, it's a relationship that I strive and I really want to have. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, with number two. On the on the toxic issue, are you nervous? Don't get mom behind you cooking, so don't let her burn you. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm dropping stuff. Cause she might get you because of what you oh. said. Oh yes, my son is a student of Washington and Jefferson. We are not promoting them university unless they give it up. They give us the money. I would get my check in the mail. Praise the Lord. But um, so as you know, we're talking about toxic relationships because the one thing that we have come to understand. That during this whole quarantine time, and we really want to look into that thing and, uh, you know, just kind of see so that we can really hope that we'll be able to help some that is actually doing stuff but not recognizing that is going on. And so during this quarantine time, we have recognized that the numbers of um, domestic abuse have literally went up. And because, you know, we are saying everybody is in the house together. So certain things just now tend to come out you can't hide it because you don't have that break anymore or either you might just be frustrated with everything that's going on around you and so you know what I'm saying certain things happen because you have people that lost jobs you know and I'm from some people that has lost jobs a lot of people don't know how to take it when it seems like every time you turn every time you turn around it's like I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying but every time I get my foot in the door I always get snatched out the door and the door get closed so it's like okay what do I do because sometimes we we will misplace our frustrations. And so sometimes that if we don't if we don't get that, if we don't have that inner peace, you know what I'm saying? Or if we don't know how to have that, how to support one another, then literally our marriage can grow toxic. So So we're gonna go back into because I, I really do have a, like I don't understand it. And I need help with understanding it. So I brought in a millennial. Who's going to help us with he's understanding? He's not a millennial. He's a Gen, Gen X. He's a Gen X, a Gen Z. That's what it is. So that. He's a Gen person. That thing. So help, help, help us to understand when you're in a relationship with somebody and you do the location sharing. Yes. What is the purpose of the location sharing amongst 
when you're so, while you're courting. Or, how, yeah, how, how is that? How my family would say back in Florida amongst the youngins. <laughs> Yo, young folk. <laughs> so I mean, it, it's I mean, it just gives the other person, uh, I guess, uh, it puts them at ease to know like where you are, so they don't think that you at somebody else's house. Or if they know there's a party down the street and you at the party and you're not with them, and that's a big issue too. So it just like puts them at ease to know that like you know. Basically, that you're not like out in the streets when you're supposed to be like with that person. But the foundation of a relationship is built on trust. So mm -hmm. if that's the foundation of or of the of a relationship, right? You have trust, you have love, you have respect, you have honor. If those things are a foundation of the relationship, then why put that tag on you to say? I need to know where you are because I don't trust you to say where you are at all times. I just want to know. Well, because, I mean, most of the time, uh, people that have been in relationships now, they've been lied to so many times. And it's like, I know what's wrong with like our generation, but before people get into relationships, a lot of people that have baggage going into the relationship. So it's, so it makes it, okay. it makes it. It makes it difficult for when you're dating somebody and you're not fully over what um, someone else has done. Huh? From what somebody else has done, so it transpires and it goes on to the other person. So they could trust you, but because they've been burnt so many times, they're like, nah, we, we still gonna share this location. But is mm. that fair to you? No, it's not fair. So, but this is what trips me out. Did you hear what he said? Right? Yeah, what he just said. He said because they've been hurt so many times. But look at how many times. That people come, um, that people get married without dealing with the issues or dealing with the mistrust. Because granted, yeah, we went through it. I remember there was a time where, back in our in our um, under five year time frame, where mom, where to mom, because he's standing here. That's why. Where Tamika would look under my shades to see where my eyes are going. That idea. I was like, yo, what you doing? Like, I, listen, listen. It's like either you gonna either you gonna have to or either you gonna be willing to step out there and trust me, you know what I'm saying? Especially if I haven't given you a reason not to. But sometimes it's hard because not just saying that she brought baggage in. I, I did I have some baggage? Yeah, you had baggage. Yeah, I had some baggage. No, you're not done. You stay late. <laughs> and so I, you know what I'm saying? But we both had baggage. But it came down to one time. It's okay. Listen. Either we're gonna deal with our bags, or what, or what we're gonna do. You, you and, understand what I'm saying? And then maybe the thing to do is until you heal, don't get into that next relationship. Or because it's not fair to the person that you're in that relationship to keep them captive or to keep them bound. I think she's trying but to. Go ahead, I'm listening. But I mean that that that's like really good advice. But like in this in our time frame, just like earlier. Me and mom was at usually that Chick Fil A or Chipotle. But it was always get something to eat. Can I get them to eat? What's at the house, please? <laughs> but Aaliyah, we let Aaliyah play her music, and Aaliyah, even as young as her generation, is so many songs that's all about uh, being sad and always want to be with someone else that makes you feel better. So they, so it, it's. And Aaliyah it's an is our eleven-year-old. That's my eleven-year-old daughter. Know. So it's, it's, a, it's an influence on other people that say, okay, well, I'm not feeling happy or I'm feeling this kind of way, so let me get with somebody else so maybe I might be able to get over it if I'm with somebody else. But most of the time that doesn't happen, but like that's how, you know, like this, like our generation is like, I don't know, like 
No, I, I, I can understand that because, you know, the funny thing is, it's not just your generation. That has been happening from generation to generation to generation. Because oftentimes, it what trips me out, like some people say opposites attract. Now, you got some of some would get into relationships because they feel that they want to be the savior of the person. Or sometimes, you know, it's like, hey, we come together, but it's like, yo, I am willing to love you through the situation. Right. Right. So you got to also look at, okay, if I'm, if I'm in a toxic relationship, now what, what kind of language am I speaking in this relationship? Because when you're in a relation, when you're in a relationship, it's totally, it's a different dynamic than when you're married. But understand this, but understand this, the same things that you did in a relationship are also brought over into the marriage. And so the thing is, is that, okay, am I willing to love you through the situation that we're facing? Am I willing to love you through the tox toxicity uh -huh. of, of the rank of our, of our marriage? Because you have sometimes, you have some folks, they're not willing to love or they might have had something hidden and then next thing you know, a year to the marriage is like, what happened? Because now it just got real toxic, whether it's verbal or physical. I'm going to be honest with you. One, get the safety. A period. Right. Get safe. Save you. I don't listen. Because that's one thing about it is that you got to know what you want. Period. And it's like, if you know you want your... If you want your husband or, 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 or husband, you know that you want your wife, okay, you got to understand, one, it's going to be an uphill battle. So now it's what do I do in the midst of it? Do I just continue to speak? Do I continue to speak negative? Or do I continue to speak positive? Because when you look at it, we've been, we, our marriage have had a toxic moment. But me personally, I was willing to, I was willing to love her through it. Like he said earlier that we was all that we was on the brink of divorce. I mean, it was just like we woke up one day. It's like, oh, I'm done with you. Ah, oh, really? It wasn't that we well, just to get you to it. No, it was, and it was gradual over time. So that's why, and I think that's why marriage takeover is so near and dear to us because we understand the, the struggles. Cycles. We understand not only the struggles, but we understand the cycles. Yeah, we oh, understand yeah. that when you don't tackle something or deal with something head on what happens and it continues to happen so with surface you you deal with it you say something you're mad you have sex you make up you get over it and then you boom next to the next thing but then when that thing takes over and then you know you digress things happen life happens that issue comes up again and then guess what you're dealing with that issue plus the issue before that that you never dealt with and right. then it snow and then it gets bigger and it snowballs, it snowballs and then it becomes a bigger ball and a bigger ball because it was something that you did not deal with initially when you could have nipped that thing in a bud and Amen. not repeated the cycle. Right. So because we were repeating so many cycles, we woke up one day and we were both just kind of fed up and was like, Yeah, no, that's not gonna work. No, we both went so we didn't just wake up and be like, I don't wanna be with you no more. It was over time because we didn't deal with the cycles. Right. And that's sometimes, and that's what we have to, and that's what you have to deal with. Be mad is that you got to be, you have to be willing to deal with the cycle of the, of of what's going on. And because, like I said, it's always it takes two to tangle, but it only takes one to make a change. Mm -hmm. And now the thing is, you one thing you gotta understand when you're talking about change, you're saying that you're gonna be in it to see it to completion. 
Because I'm being honest with you. It's always easy to walk away. But it just seems like the fruit just tastes better when you are willing. Hear what I'm saying? When you are willing. So, when you are willing. So then what happens if you find out that you're in a toxic relationship, you're willing to do the work, but then your partner is not willing to do the work? And see then now, because we talk about marriage takeover, because when you're married, you're now, you're now in covenant, whether it's toxic or not. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. That's when I put prayer because everything that we went and during our time of the, uh, when we was getting ready to face divorce, I'm not going to lie. I was praying like a mother because I'm like, look, God, I ain't trying to, um, listen, I'm done. I'm, I'm, that's what, this is literally me. Look, God, I'm done. It was even to the point I said, I said to my son, you want your mom to be happy? What about my happiness then? You don't want me to be happy? Get out and walk. Do you remember that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, but it was like, yo, but it was like, no, it was so funny because God just had me covering her the entire time. And I'm just like, yo, no, I want to be upset. I want to be mad. But no, in my time of prayer, it was just like, oh, no, no, this, no, you got to cover. I'm like, man, what you mean? But I thank God because I got my motorcycle out of it. And then um, <laughs> let's also pray for people that I get another one, please. I mean, I'm still listening to your prayers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm also seasoning meat. Excuse me. You know, I, I rarely grab a phone. I'm so also seasoning I'm gonna meat for tomorrow night's dinner, and I'm going ahead and preparing that. You guys are wondering what I'm doing over here. But I wanted to go back to the list. Whatever, no. So the next thing, um, we're talking about the five things to know that you're in a toxic relationship. Jealousy, or jealous, passive-aggressive uh, behaviors. So that's... Um, Somebody who may want you to change or to do something so it doesn't have to deal with their own insecurities. So I know that when we first got married, it my sister, oh my gosh, and it takes my sister to tell you, she did not like the fact that, like there were, you know, we first got in church, you know, it was, oh, Eric wanted me to, to wear certain clothes. That's a lie. A certain way. That's a lie. So when he wanted me to do that, I started conforming to that because it was his insecurity. Because you know, I'm oh. sexy and I had you know nice body. You like still that stuff. sexy, baby. I got you, but I'm a little, I'm a little oversized sexy. No, you sexy <laughs> so, to me. Hallelujah. So even with that, he wanted me to change. He wanted me to wear certain clothes down to my leg, you know, my knees, all that other, like my ankles. And so my sister was so angry. She was like, "You're changing. Why are you changing?" So I had to explain to her why I was changing, but in that moment, that was passive-aggressive because it was his insecurity for other people not to look at me, for other people not to admire me. I want them to admire her. Hallelujah. Uh, admire her, please. So then we have another one. That was number three, right? Mm-hmm. I need you to stay focused. I'm focused on it. I'm just trying to get no, to this not. thing right here. Oh, Never man. taking ownership. Never! So that's good. So anytime it's a problem, anytime something goes wrong, they never do it. It's always you. It's always somebody else. It's always, it's not their fault that, you know, such a dinner wasn't cooked. It wasn't their fault that, you know, they lost their job. It wasn't their fault that stuff wasn't done around the house. It's always mm. somebody else's fault. I'm about it's to. not their fault. <laughs> I'm about to do it's, it. It's not their fault that something didn't get done. 
Um, because they're never taking that ownership. Right. It's not their fault that they're in the situation that they're in because now we're arguing again, but it's not my fault. It's because somebody else is so sensitive. It's because somebody else did something or somebody else said something. They're right. never taking the ownership, ownership of how they contributed to the relationship right. or to that problem. And, you know, and that's the thing because sometimes one thing that I have come to really recognize is that it, even, in, even in marriages, you literally have some that are mature and some that are that are still still trying to figure out who they are. And so therefore when certain things don't go right, they kind of throw a fit. Then it's like, uh, then it's like, okay, what's what's really going on? So it's like sometimes it's like, okay, I still gotta be willing to love you through your growth process. Right. EJ, what's the next one on there? Did it fall? The phone went out. Go out. I think I know the phone. Okay. Uh-oh. What neighborhood? Praise the Lord. My God. The next one is, I think it's negativity. Yeah, negativity for too long. Whoa! Whoa! Negativity for too long. You know, that's the one thing I actually put up on... I actually put up a TikTok of uh, Eric Thomas of having negative people being around you. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, yo, really? If I'm saying, yo, let's go buy this house and all you got is negative stuff, come on. It's like at one point we're going to begin to build together. Because understand this, negativity comes from a place of hurt. Right. That means you can't see you can't see beyond. You can't see the positive. Put like this. You can't see the silver lining in the sky because you're so clouded from all the hurt. So it's like, whoa, now wait a minute. Now, and this is the part that I love, is that the more that I continue to be positive, it's going to do one or two things. It's going to cause you to change or cause you to look at things differently. Or it's going to cause you to separate yourself from it. So even if you look at that, even if you look at your crowd of people that you're always hanging with, and you got that individual that's always negative, guess what? Sometimes that don't get on your nerve. You're like, yo, I ain't gonna be with them because they're always negative. So then they say next thing you know is that that person begin to ease out of your circle because they stay negative. They they always want to shoot down your dream, or their negative are not putting no input in because they ain't do nothing but around your coattail. Because see the one thing when you look at when you begin to really look at your marriage, it's about building. If you don't have no hardship, then how are you gonna ever be able to build and get to the next level? And so and that's the thing. And sometimes I understand. I'm, I I give it to I give it to my to my strong to my strong sisters, black, white, green, blue, polka dot. Because sometimes, yeah, you all deal with a lot from us men. But I also give it to my strong brothers, black, white, blue, green, polka dot. Why? Because we still deal with some stuff. So then, but when now you look at, okay, who's going to have the maturity to do numbers, speak nothing but positive? Right. Because when you continue to stay negative, come on, who, who, who wants you to be around? Who wants to be around you? What do they call them? Um, Nebby Downers and, I don't know, what do they call them men? I don't know what they call us. Negative, negative bums, you know what I'm saying? He said I don't know what they call them. But that's the thing though. So you got to be able to see. I don't, it does, I'll put it like this. I'll put it to you just like this. 
If you are in a toxic relationship that's not physically abusive, or you know what I'm saying, or if you feel that it's toxic, I'm gonna put it to you just like this. If even if your marriage at this moment you're having a toxic moment, here's the thing. It's one thing to be in a toxic relationship and having a toxic moment. That just means that you're now actually going through a testing phase. So when you're going through your testing phase, speak life. What is life? Life is, being, is speaking positive. So against everything that is negative, speak positive. Because what? Guess, guess what? When you speak positive, you're now speaking faith. Because the, the scripture tells us, speak those things that are not as though they are. So that means even though it's not, even though what it, what it is right now is negative, I'm going to speak positive. Period. And, and then I want to also ask this question. So, and, I, and I'll say to EJ, and then I'll also answer the question. So, ask the um, question and then even, even no, I'm not answering. to you, to <laughs> Eric. So, what you've been in toxic relationships before, right? <laughs> so, what makes you stay in a toxic relationship once you realize it is toxic? Well, that'd be. There could be a, a, a number uh, of things. Like you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like the situation can change if I keep bringing like uh, positivity and um, not necessarily changing them, but in a way kind of changing them all, kind of. But like, you know, I, I've come to realize that, you know, it's not me that I can change them. God can. But um, that's what makes me like stay because I feel like like I, I like the person a lot or I love the person. So I'm saying like, okay, like if I, I'm changing for the better, so they'll probably turn around and change for the better. So that like, you know, the hope of them turning it around. Okay, so the hope of them changing is mm -hmm. why you stay. Hope, yeah. hope. So how long are you willing to stay in the hope? Until there's no left. So until like until I'm but hope is always there. Woo, come on here now. But but here but here's the thing, and he's not married, so for you guys that don't he's not yeah, married. Yeah, man, I know. Um but yeah. the, the question then that I ask is how long do you stay and you are in a toxic relationship only because you know a lot of times people stay all their life and nothing ever changes. Yeah. Or you so you wasted you wasted your life away because yeah. you're expecting you're waiting and you're holding out for somebody to change who does not have a desire to change. Wow. Or 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 uh, you stay in it to not hurt the other person. But so then you waste your life away. Yeah. So you hurt yourself so that you won't hurt the other person and we ain't married. Ooh. Hmm. Son, I think we might have to have a conversation after this. <laughs> Pray for me, people. Hallelujah. Man, what you got? You said that you was so going to So I was going to also answer the question. One of the reasons, because our, our marriage has not always been Talk flowers, me. balloons, and oh, rainbows. Ain't always <laughs> it hasn't balloons, always then. been that. We ain't always had fireworks. Can you turn it all the way down for me, please? And you I tell you, this kitchen conversation, man, this is something. So life it hasn't great. always been, you know, butterflies and rainbows. When it was toxic... The reason why I stayed was because I didn't love myself enough. I didn't know who I was. Really? And I felt like I could not get anything else. Really? 
So I felt in a way that I was trapped because then I also had a child. So in that moment, well, initially we didn't have children. I'm going to say, Chad, well, that thing was real toxic. Have we had none. It, it actually started to change once we had children. So initially, um, I didn't love myself enough to know that I deserved better. Wow. I did not have the examples to say, Tamika, this is what your relationship should look like. This is what you should mirror for. This is what you should look after. This is what, you know, this is what real love looks like. I didn't have that example. And because I didn't have that example, I didn't love myself already enough because I went into our marriage with insecurities. I went into our marriage not fully knowing who I was. I went into our marriage not fully understanding um, what I was capable of mm. or even knowing my value. Wow. I went into our marriage with that. So when it got toxic, it was to the point to where I said, okay, well, I just have to deal with it because there is nothing else. Mm. I'm not going to be able to find anything better than this. Wow. Wow. And it shifted once I found out that I was pregnant because I did not want my children to grow up in that type of environment. Another thing too, like whenever uh, it's not about, sometimes it's not even about, sometimes it's not even about having the examples because I've had an example, but it's. I was gonna ask you that. But it's, yeah. But it's it's not it's what it's not yeah. what hap it's not what people see on the outside, but it's how the relationship genuinely is because I've seen and witnessed people that look like they, my parents. They argue. They seem like they argue all the time. But they love each other. It's not like they. It's not. We argue like, all the time. Not argue, but like heated debates. Heated debates. We do not have heated debates. We have this loving discussion. Okay, they don't like. Uh, they don't argue. Jeez. But like y'all, y'all be going tit for tat sometimes. Oh, we go. Oh, we go at it. They go toe to toe sometimes. We go at it. Sometimes we. They go toe to toe, but like deep down, they like it's loving. It's not like how they they don't fake a facade on the outside, right. but on the inside. It's, right. So it's not all the time about having an example. It's all about being the is being the example and walking the example. So, but that's the so. But now I feel it, and that's what's up. I'm gonna be honest. The reason why I don't just sit here. And I was listening to what mom was saying. That's because we went all the way to Alaska. I didn't have enough money to drive home. And we were originally from Florida. So it was like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm gonna ride the wave right now. Because my thing is, because I was the young one in, in my house. And so, no, I did not have a father growing up. But there are some things I just had to sit back and learn to observe. She's the oldest out of, you know, and her siblings. I'm the youngest out of my siblings. And so there were just certain things I kind of sat back to observe. And I knew for me, it's like I didn't mind. I had the patience enough to sit back and buy my time. Did that mean I had to, did that mean I had to dodge plates and spoons and forks? And I thank God they ain't throwing no knives. Praise the Lord. Sorcerers and saucers and stuff. Hey, I, I was appreciative because it kept me quick. It kept me light on my feet. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm no, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm not no angel, but I think during that time, it was like, what's the point? Because I think I told her at one point, yo, I'm about tired of all this arguing stuff. And I told her, I told her one time, I said, 
I never hit you. This chick said to me, I will make you hit me. What? I should have known then. I better get the heck out of Dodge. That was a little crazy, y'all. <laughs> so, I was like, what do you make me? I wanted to change. Make me hit you? What do you say? But, and it was so funny because we had one night, it was very heated. It was, and that chick walked away from me and turned around and said something and rolled her eyes. I said, Lord, and then walked off again. I put my little hand, you know how you just uh, hit the table? I thought I was like, uh, and I just hit the wall. Man, I looked at that jump. It was a big old hole in it. And guess what I hear? Nah, that's why you gotta fix the wall. What the? <laughs> what? You know what? I need a moment. I would, I need, I was, I had gotten that mad. But my mama taught me enough. She taught me enough to say, Jesus, I need you. And at that point, I said, I, I listen. I said, God, I can't do this. I'm at the kitchen table after I put the hole in the wall. I'm begging out. I'm crying out to God. Lord, I need you. I need your help. I can't do this by myself. And guess who come down? She come walking down. Let me see your hand. It's okay. I'm sitting here still crying and bawling. God, I need you. I need you. And I'll be so serious. Shortly after that, <laughs> shortly, shortly after that moment, things begin to change. I, it was a slow change, but it began to change. And so there's just something for me. I was just buying. I was literally just buying my time because I don't have to deal with stuff. I only deal with stuff only if I choose to deal with it. I'm done, Mom. So I don't even think she was listening to me. I was. I was. I was listening. My son was <laughs> laughing. I'm trying some noodles out for the first time with some um, ranch dressing and some um, ranch dressing seasoning and some oil. And he just told me that it was nasty. <laughs> that joke was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> try it, man. Go ahead and try it. It's kitchen conversations. Look. Go ahead and eat some of that. Did you eat off of the fork? Mm -mm. Oh. You can go. Don't y'all try this at home. <laughs> so. That's enough. That's good. So you going to taste that. <laughs> I don't think it's bad. <laughs> yeah, man. We did not let my best for that. I just get one. I just take it over real quick. I'm low. I just take it over real quick. Dad to the rescue. Y'all know he's the better cook. So no, that. But I was very toxic when when we first got married, and it's because I didn't know who I was. I came from insecurities. I came from um, just a, a place of hurt. So when Eric mentioned earlier, it comes from a place of hurt. It absolutely comes from a place of hurt. Hurt people hurt people. But it's not okay for you to always stay and be the victim of that hurt. Right. And so as you are listening on today, what we wanted to do was just to make sure that you were aware kind of of the, the toxic relationships, the five signs. There are some more things and some more articles that we can also post inside of the thread. We'll also have in the show notes if you're listening to the podcast as well. But I just wanted you to understand it and think about even as adults when we have our relationships, think about to our children mm -hmm. and the standard that we want to set for our children to be in better relationships, for our children to have a better understanding of, of what it's supposed to be. 
so that they don't have to go through the same trials, the same journeys. When I realized that my son was in a toxic relationship, one of the first things that I started to do was, hey, listen, you know, one of the, one of the first mistakes that I did was try to separate. As a parent, you never really want to try to separate that mm -mm. because they're going to gravitate to that. They well, want they want that. They want what the parents don't want for them. Uh, hold on. Let me say this. If it's my daughter, listen, you ain't got a very choice because she's only allowed him. I got to let him learn because now he feeling he want to feel grown. So I'm going to let him learn. But here's what you do. You have an opportunity to help them to identify what it is because sometimes it's move not that, so much that, as move that, move that, move that, move that. Move the sport. Oh. Maybe maybe they don't realize that they're in a toxic relationship. Maybe they just think that they're in love. You know? So it's a matter of helping them to identify that and then helping them to identify, you know, what were some of the other things that I asked you to do? So the things that he identify. thought that the 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 young lady is doing for him to actually identify what she's actually really doing for him. So those things I had him to write it out. What do you think she does for you? I had him to write it out. And then I said, so when you're on your conversations, when different things take place and you are, you know, face to face and you're with her and certain things take place in the conversations, what y'all do together, line it up. And if it doesn't line up to what you think she does for you, then you should question that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I thought, go ahead. No, I'll say that's one thing that you have to make sure that you do is that you have to look at, even in your marriage, I still, I still ask, I still look at what my wife do for me because you got to understand if we're not if you're not building together then you're not doing nothing for one another right you have to build together and so and that's and that is such a key that is such a key thing and such a key moment is because that when you are when you are just pretty much just going through it as though you know all is good you know you got to kind of like be careful with um you know what I'm saying? You got to not not be careful, but you got to look at, you have to look at, okay, how can I, am I, while, I'm, while we're building, and because of what they're dealing with, internal, how can I say, hey, pass me a brick? Or how can I say, hey, how would my spouse know that, yo, I am with you, you know what I'm saying, regardless? Even though, because sometimes your spouse may look at you as being the enemy. When it's not, when it's not even you, because you're because they're still dealing with the hurt. Because then you got like you have some people, and I found it, and I find this with men, men that are growing up only with a single mother don't know how to be a man because they're hurting because there is no validation. Whoa, they have not been validated. And so then therefore, sometimes that all they know how to do is run when things get hard. Right, right. So if you are in a toxic relationship, I, I wanted to make sure again that we brought it to light. I wanted to make sure that you understand and have some resources to help you to identify. It's okay to seek counseling. Yes, it is. Now, say even you, if you just want to talk about you. Even if you want to just talk about you. Um, seek counseling. Make sure that you are safe. Number one, there is a sign that I saw on Facebook. Oh yes, I'm sorry, my hands were clean prior to coming to Cooper. There um, was a thing that I saw on Facebook where there was a young lady who was in a domestic violence relationship. So if you're in something that is physical harm, 
I want you to understand that you need to seek help and get help as soon as possible. There is a sign, a universal sign, that says that you need help. So if you're on FaceTime with somebody, you're doing something, you're help, you know, you need help right away and you don't want to say anything, here's the universal sign to say that you're trapped. So I want you to understand what that looks like. If you're taking your hand, your, your palm, you're pulling your thumb in, and you're covering your the rest of the four fingers down, and you're covering up that thumb to let them know that right now you're trapped and you need help. Get some counseling. And you have to sit down to make that decision, especially if you have children involved. Do I go or do I stay? We will, here at Marriage Takeover, will never advocate or tell you that you need to leave your marriage, you need to leave your spouse, you need to leave your, leave your husband or your wife. We will never, ever tell you that. We will tell you that you need to get out and get to safety if you're not safe. But that's a decision that you have to make. Because we don't want to be held responsible for if you have regrets. I'm not, listen, one thing I will tell you is that you can't run, but I'll be honest with you. You do have to trust Jesus. You definitely Period. have to trust God. Because I'm going to be honest with you. When you are looking out, thank you, <laughs> is that when you are looking out, that's not tested. Because often you gotta understand when you are when you are looking when you're dealing with each other, sometimes you gotta look within self. And so that's why I'll be like, yo, listen, check, get counseling so that you can get you peaceful, so that you can be um so that you can be at peace with yourself. Because when you work on when you work on you, guess what? You won't let nothing tear you back down from what you have built up. And pray for your spouse. Lay hands on your spouse. They may not. Now, don't lay the other hands on them. Don't lay the other hands on them. Boy, I, listen. <laughs> listen, I will grab my oil that I cook with. And I would lay hands on this. I rebuke that. Listen, I, 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 I am much better now. I have been delivered. Hey, Thank the Lord. Just, hey, hey, just like, what's my man name? Uh, 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 what's my man name? The fat dude? Not the fat dude. Know. Brown. Brown on, uh, on, on what's called. You know how it went through. Bow! <laughs> lay hands on everybody. So, but on the, on, on the real though, come on, pray down. I'm good. But for real though, we're checking the she checking the chicken. And so, but for real though, when you are when you are dealing, I'm be honest with you because there there is a lot of toxic moments that has been taking place during this quarantine. And but now and the thing that got me because you know we got an email, we received the email of a person that was actually going through. And so you know we put prayer, we send them information, to, you know what I'm saying to help them to help them through. But it's like, you know, it's always going to come down to that point because now what was old had now made itself new again. So it's like, okay, when am I going to deal with me on this issue? When am I going to deal with me? Don't disappear. You know what I'm saying? And so you have to look at it. You got to also remember this. Marriage is what you make it. If you want to make it peace, then be peaceful. And I don't care how much chaos try to hit the door. If you want to be, if you want to be peace, you be peaceful. And so you have to look at both sides. Why trying to say something? And another thing that I also mentioned to our son was 
to have a standard. Yeah. Have a standard. Create a standard that you want to make sure that you are living by, abiding by in your marriage. Yeah. And then bring your spouse along and you guys create a standard. Because once you have that standard, then you know you don't go below that. Right. And that's the thing. And it was so funny. I was telling my um I was telling my clients while we was working out. I was telling them about about we had standards. When we were dating, we had I had I had standards, and I and I let her know, yo, this is my standard. This is what I'm doing. And then next thing you know, she had a standard that I didn't that I didn't see before. And when she started having that standard, it was like, no, nah, this is this is what this is it. Because the thing is, when you have when you have when you have set that standard, guess what? Now you begin. To teach people how to treat you. Because now they understand what you're gonna go for and what you're not. Does that mean I can't does that mean I can't bend? No. It's not saying that, but it's meaning that you can't break them. Right. That's all you got? That's all I got. Yeah, oh. no, no, no. Alright, got so to the end of um kitchen conversations. Our chicken needs to be Put back in the oven for just a little bit longer. So we got a little bit more time. Do we have a little bit more time? Yeah, we ain't even got to number five yet. Yeah, we did. What was number five? Number five was the um. See, I told you we ain't got number five yet. Did. No, we didn't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. Whoa. Number five was. Just to do a recap, since uh, Eric doesn't think we did that, was number one negative, negativity too long. Yeah, so number one, right? Number one is subtle character uh, assassination. Mm -hmm. Number two was control without knowing it. Uh huh. Number three was jealous, passive aggressive behavior. Uh huh. Number four was never taking ownership. Mm -hmm. And number five is negati negativity for too long. Those are the five things. So, again, make sure that you are... Um, I don't remember that, never taking ownership. Yeah, I don't remember talking, that. About Did it. I say something about that one? Did oh they just slide gosh. that one by me? <laughs> we are not doing this just for the sake of keeping people on tonight. No, we're not just going to keep But if on. you have questions, check in with your questions. But I definitely want to make sure that you are fully aware... We support you guys whatever you decide to do. Please. So if you decide that, you know, you need help just along the journey, we still support you. You decide that I don't know that if I could do this. I don't know if I could take this. I've ta we've gotten all your resources. We've taken everything that you guys said to do, and it's still not working. We still support you. I want you to know that you're not alone. I want you to know that, you know, seek out that counseling, that therapy, and see if that makes a difference. But you really, in order for the change to take place, it takes one person to change, one person to do something different, but you have to be strong enough in order to be able to see that difference come through. If you're not strong enough to see that difference to come through and you're not willing to work to be able to see that an other person isn't willing to work or to step in the game, then at some point it says, maybe I don't know if this is going to work. Mm. We still support you. We still love you. We are still going to be praying for you. Sometimes it just means that maybe I step in this too soon. Mm. Maybe I step in this and this isn't what God designed for me. Maybe I step in this trying to think that this was something that it wasn't going to be. And I'm not sure that I'm willing to be able to see it to the end. 
Whatever that is for you, I just want you to know that we still love you, that we still support you. And whatever decision that you decide to make, we will still honor you and stand right beside you. And this one thing I wanna one thing I wanna let you know as well, as the scripture tells us in first Peter four and eight, and it says, Above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves for charity. Shall cover a multitude of sins. Meaning what? Above all things, have fervent love, pure love among yourselves. Meaning you, pure love for, um, yeah, among yourselves, pure charity. Why is that? Because love, it covers a multitude of sin. It covers a multitude of bad decisions. It covers a multitude. So it does not matter how many times I mess up. But if I can show agape love, understand, agape love is only given with Christ. It's only given. The only love, that the highest love that we as human beings, as fleshly people, can give is called filio. That's, as people say, <laughs> um, What's it, what's it called? Uh, the Philadelphia, what do they call it? Um, brotherly love. Philios. That's brotherly love. But when you have Christ within, Christ can show you what unconditional love is and how to show unconditional love. Right. Because with Christ's love, it does not matter. Because it did not matter to him when he put him, when he went to the cross for us. Because it's for God so loved the word that he gave. His right. only begotten son. That whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's why he says with his love you can cover a multitude of sins. And I'm telling you the marriage won't last without that special ingredient. We got that chapter coming out in our book that's ready, almost ready to be released. That special ingredient which is the Holy Spirit. Because when I am in my flesh and I can't take any more, then the Holy Spirit comes in and it strengthens me and it guides me and it teaches me to be still, to be quiet. For to be to be quiet when I'm old ten, to be quiet. Exactly, and it, and it's the same thing for me because sometimes God even had to hush my mouth to just sit back and listen because it wasn't a moment for me to for me to say anything, but it was a moment for me to just listen. And so when you just begin to look at the things that God is doing, I don't even care. I don't be, I, it's all right if I'll be honest with you all today. I don't care even during this quarantine if there has been a slight separation. Work on you. See what Christ is doing with you. Because sometimes we got, we got to say, check this out. He says, with love have I drawn thee. So if there's a slight separation because of our differences... Because it got too toxic. Then God, you clean this up. You show up. And watch what he do. But you got to allow him. Because then next thing you know, that love will begin to draw again. Woo, come on here, Jesus. I thank you. So I'm not trying to hold you, but I want to encourage you. Because understand, yes, doing this quarantine... Did she get on my nerves? Head to the yeah, she got on my nerves. Did I have to take did I have to take me a moment to get out of the house and head? Yeah, I had to. And I I'm quite sure she had to as well. But look at it. 
But because of we chose to deal with things in our earlier parts, now we know how to deal with them now. Right. And so sometimes, guess what? When you are growing, because you still have people that's been married as long as we have, still dealing with old stuff. Why? Because they chose not to deal with it in the early times. Right. So don't look at as everything as though it's a failure. No. Find the positive and keep your eyes locked on it. Right. Right. Period. And there was, was there a question or a comment that came in? It looked like there was a question. Was there a question? Y'all got questions out there? Is the chicken done? Not yet. Did you see there was some one down at the bottom? I, I think that says something different. What that says? Oh, thank you all so much. This was well. This was needed for me. Oh, praise God. Oh, bless the Lord. Well, I'm gonna tell you. You be encouraged. Yes, indeed. You be encouraged because peace is on the brink. Understand this, ooh, girl. I'm telling you this. I hate to put this out there, but ooh, understand Don't this. Put this out there. Understand this, man. Sunday service. Oh, Lord. oh my God. Oh, the yeah. word that the Lord brought was something has to break. I'm man. I'm going to put it to you just like this. Go check out Raymond Worship Center on the YouTube. You'll see it. And go and click on Sunday because I, I, you know, go through it right now. Yeah, Raymond Worship Center. Uh, it's the one right here in LaPlay, Maryland. Hallelujah. Pastor Eric. Pastor Eric Thompson, that's the one you want to look at. But I would be so serious because I just feel in my spirit is that you got to know your worth. Yeah. You can yeah. know you can know your worth, but if you're not walking your worth, then what is it that you really know? You got to know your worth. When you look at Proverbs 31, verse 10, come on, you, you know what? I'm gonna dig into this on marriage takeover with the Sunday night joint. <laughs> But when you look at Proverbs 31, verse 10, it starts out with saying, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. If you don't know your worth, then how do you know what your price is? Because you can't tell a ruby that is not a ruby. It's a certain, because in this time, in this time, the ruby was looked as as though it was a rare stone. It showed that you was very wealthy if you had a ruby. Well, I'm not talking about it wasn't the diamond. It was the ruby. But check this out. But he says that who can find a virtuous woman, her price is far above rubies. So you got to know that your value is Far above rubies. And when you carry yourself that way, watch what God do through you and in you. Hallelujah. Thank you. This has been another Kitchen Conversation. I'm your boy e Rock Nim. I'm Tamika. This is Marriage Takeover. We will see you on next Thursday for Kitchen Conversation. I think I'm... I don't know, Chef Mike might be here. I might be your boy E. Rotten hooking it up one more time. Y'all yeah, see he saved the day on the noodles. <laughs> Love you guys. Have a good day. Thank you for tuning in to Marriage Takeover. Connect with us on Facebook at Marriage Takeover.